Interesting. So maybe you're a vampire. Maybe I am. I would be the worst vampire, though. Like, I wouldn't be able to hide anything. I would probably tell everybody. Yes. I, I would be the worst. I would yeah. probably have panic attacks every day about it. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Two Nicole's One Podcast. We're on episode number 23. Can you believe it? Wait, this is Two Nicole's One Podcast? I thought oh. this was the Rugrats. You're in the wrong room. Oh, my bad. Let me leave. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're in, like, this big high-tech studio. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm back. So, how was your week? Well, so far, you know, it's not been that interesting. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I was going to talk about, I was on TikTok, and apparently, I don't know if you've heard about this. But I guess the Gen, is it the Gen Z, Gen, Gen X, Z. or whatever they are? Gen X is older than us. We're Gen Y, and Gen Z is younger. Okay, so apparently you're not cool anymore if you part your hair to the side, wear skinny jeans, and you use the, like, crying laughing emoji. Basically, you're old. Mm. So, okay. I don't part my hair to the side, number one. I do. do. Yeah. And I'm older than you. Okay, so. By, like, 35 years. <laughs> Um, but I think that's crazy. Yeah, like, why are we letting them decide that? I'd like to know how they talk to their parents. Yeah, they probably, you know how they probably talk to their parents? They come in and they're like, hello, Georgia. Hello, Paul. They probably refer to them as first name basis. Their mom's name's Georgia? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so their mom's like 99? There could be a 40-year-old named Georgia. Why not? That's what I'm wondering. Like, if they're calling somebody with skinny jeans, like, I don't know. You can still buy, like, skinny jeans for $250. I don't think it's that old. And also, it's not out of style. I will say that, like, the more loose mom-fitting jean, I guess, is kind of in style. But even to that extent, like, the ones that, like, Abercrombie, like, they're still kind of looking like skinny jeans. They're just a little looser. So, Gen Z, you need to calm down. They don't shop at Abercrombie like we did. They shop at, like, Fashion Nova and, like... you know what... Forever 21, I get. I don't know. Yeah, well, they need to stop. I feel personally attacked, and I don't like it. Yeah, I think it's really stupid because, first of all, laughing so hard you're crying is true. And it's a great emoji. I'm sorry that you don't understand how to use it properly. True. What, what emojis are they using? Carrots? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I use sometimes, because you know how they say, like, with Venmo, um, that... You know, they say, oh, they're watching you, so just use emojis. I'll send somebody a carrot. Yeah, do it. I I just, I don't know how to express that you're laughing. So what do they do when they're texting somebody? So, like, you said something funny to me, and now I respond, I'm laughing? Is that what they do? I don't think they laugh. I think that's the disconnect. Oh, so Gen Z doesn't laugh. Wow, what a time to be alive. Literally think that is the issue. What a time to be alive. You guys are so cool. I wish I was 12 again. I know. Cool. We're too old. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. So I was at the gym today and I was doing rope slams, um, battle rope slams. See, those seem really easy until you've been doing them for like a few minutes and then, ooh. Yes. So why I brought this up was I'm as I'm doing them, I only I had like um, 10 rounds, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. And as I'm using it, I was like, man, why is 30 seconds taking so long? But when I was resting, 30 seconds went really fast, which then I started thinking, you know how like when you're watching like an ad before like a video on YouTube or like about ad yes. on like Hulu or something, the ads are only realistically 10 seconds long, if that, but why does that 10 seconds feel like a lifetime? And then 
any other thing goes so fast. So basically if it's an ad or if it's like an exercise rep, boiling water. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Even like when you're on YouTube and it says you can skip the ad after five seconds, that still takes forever. I know. I feel like that five seconds is an hour. Like I'm Mm -hmm. just sitting there like tapping my fingers, rolling my eyes, like, oh, I don't care about health insurance. Yeah. Or whatever they're selling, butt cream or something. Something stupid, (laughs) want you to vote for somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. I hate that. So, I mean, that's just a random thing. And the other thing I was going to talk about uh, for this, which... Valentine's Day is on Sunday, and we're recording this a little bit earlier. Um, so this Valentine's week. Day was a day and a half ago. Yeah. So I hate Valentine's Day, and it's funny that I say that because I love rom coms. Give me a love song yeah, any day for you, especially. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love glitter. I love pink. I love everything girly. But I hate Valentine's Day. I think it's the dumbest holiday. It is dumb. It's a very in the corporate world. holiday. Yeah, and I was just gonna see where you're where you lied on that. Um, I just I don't celebrate it. Like people are always like, oh, what's Dan getting you for Valentine's Day? What are you doing? I hope nothing. I don't care that if he gets me anything. Like you know, I just don't. I do feel the same way. I think it's always I like a reason to celebrate. So first, I kind of go both ways on it. I like a reason to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think you should be, if you're in a good relationship, you should be kind of, quote unquote, celebrating every day. It doesn't yeah. mean like you always need to be getting or giving gifts. Right. Or you always need to be having expensive dinners or this or that. But you should always be happy to be together and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, You should always be doing kind gestures. Don't have to be expensive, but, oh, you know, I made the bed for you or just whatever it is that the other one likes. Um, So... I get the celebration part, but on the other end, if you're in a good relationship, that should be kind of an everyday or, you know, should be an often thing. But then on the other side of it, like, you know, is, no, New Year's Eve is the day where people get proposed to the most. So they sell not just engagement rings, but like really expensive jewelry, Mm -hmm. jewelry people don't even want. Like women don't want something with a heart on it. Um, Most of them don't anyways, but expensive jewelry, expensive everything, you know, I've... The girl I went to high school with, um, her dad bought um, her mom a car for Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah. So people really go above and beyond. Like, just getting somebody, like, you know, flowers or candy or something. Not too expensive. Whatever. That's a cute gesture. Doing something something together, I think, is nice. Like, if it's a together present, an experience, um, like, dinner together. Like, unless it's like, oh, well... You know, I really want to have seafood, and that's my favorite, and you're allergic to seafood. That's rude. That's not. Yes. But it should be a together thing. Well, yeah. And then going out for a nice dinner because you love seafood, that's great. But taking them to... Um, Red Lobster, when they specifically said not to take me to Red Lobster. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate seafood, yeah. so nobody take me there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think... I just, it's such a, like you said, it's a corporate holiday, but yeah. sorry if I offended anyone about hating it. I just do. I just think it's a silly thing. And and people probably say, oh, she probably had a traumatic Valentine's experience. No, I didn't. I just think it's a dumb holiday. No, same here. Same here. Yeah. No. And I like, it's great to be in love and yeah. we love love and everything. That's great. You know, and we're not hating on you if you like it. No. It's just. You it's, do you, boo. I know how corporations make money and that's just how it is they're making money on those sappy people out there that are buying that heart-shaped jewelry that nobody wants or those giant teddy bears there's what they're really poaching on is these couples who really aren't good together 
but the woman's like, well, you better buy me this or I'll break up with you. And the guy's like, oh, I won't be anything without her. And then that's what <laughs> happens. And that is who they're, they're that's feasting true. upon. That's them. true. That's very true. Those old sappers. I agree. I agree. Let them go. Yeah. So uh, I'll get off my Valentine's day. Yeah. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> um. Yeah, my week wasn't too eventful. Have you heard about Tessica Brown? Her name's Tessica? Jessica with a T, yeah. Okay, no, and that's a weird name. Well, so you probably heard about the story. I just wanted to give her name out. Have, okay. So the Gorilla Glow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this woman, she tried to, like, you know, kind of, like, t- I guess tame her hair down, whatever. She's Gorilla Glow, and then she wanted to sue them, like, all this dumb BS, but she ended up getting, like, some Beverly Hills plastic surgeon helped her for free, so she still has hair. Well, so... I didn't know the story behind it, but there's a TikTok person that does hood hacks, who I think is hilarious. Yes, yeah. She was making fun of something with Gorilla Glue. Everybody's been yeah, making fun and of I, this one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is funny, but I didn't know there was context to no, what it was about. Okay. real person, yeah. And I don't know, because I didn't really watch, like, the video, but I don't know if she was... She had to have been really stupid if she did this, like, on purpose. Like, what was, she, what was the purpose to the Gorilla Glue? I guess just, like, how to, like, calm her flyways. Like, put her flyways down, you know what I mean? Hairspray? Gel? Well, <laughs> I mean, and she's black, so black people have thicker hair, and it's yeah. more, it's hard to, like, I just put a little bit of lotion on my hand and then go over it. Yeah. But, so, yeah, obviously, like, black people need something a little bit stronger, but Gorilla Glue? Mm, that wasn't very smart. No, it wasn't very smart. And it says on there that it's for, like, wood and, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because she was trying to, like, well, I'm going to sue them, and, like, everybody was just, like, no. What do you think? Oh, my god. That's, like, the guy. Did you hear about the guy who was from North Carolina a couple years ago? He tried to sue Starbucks because, first of all, it was a complimentary drink. Okay. And they handed it to him. I guess the lid wasn't on tight, and it spilled on him, and he tried to sue them because he said he couldn't have, like, his reason was he couldn't have sex with his wife. He had erectile dysfunction because of this. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's just bad. And of course he lost the lawsuit, but I think it's funny that he just exploited himself. Yeah. Well, he sounds like an Aggressively. He probably, he should have just said like emotional distress or something. I feel like people went with that. I think that was part of it, but it just, that really caught my eye. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there wasn't too much going on this week, but there is something that has been grinding my gears lately. What is that? Um, I just can't stand how... Everything gets called an SUV these days. <laughs> that's that's an interesting thing to be upset about. Me insane. <laughs> so I remember they used to just call something that was built on a quarter tongue, quarter tongue, quarter ton truck chassis. Okay. That was an SUV, like a okay. Suburban. Gotcha. Something like that, like a bigger SUV. Okay. Now, literally, like somebody. I was in, um, I like Chick-fil-A's Lemonade, so I was in their drive-thru today, mm-hmm. and there was a Subaru Crosstrek, which is smaller than my car, Okay, which is the car, C-A-R, and the guy was like, get behind that SUV, and I was like, like, peep, a human being could lift that car up. <laughs> Obviously, someone like competing in the strong man, not like yeah. me, actually me, you after could. hours, you could. I yeah. could. You're very but strong. But that's a car. 
It's a car. It has a hatch on it. <laughs> it's a car. It's not, there's nothing sporty. I, I don't know. Maybe it's sporty, but it's not an SUV. So don't some Priuses have like hatches on the back? I so think are, they are, all have hatches. So are they SUVs? Smart cars have a hatch. So SUV? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what are they? The um, Mini Coopers have a hatch. SUV? Yeah. Hmm. And a person over 200 pounds probably can't fit in there. You know, this, I mean. Without a shoehorn. I'll tell you, this doesn't grind my gears. I don't think about this SUV thing in my nights. Well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, but I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should start thinking about this. But I will say, have you ever noticed those one BMWs that they, they're really big and they sit a little bit higher up? They, they're basically a car. Yes, but like so it's like the X six or something, something like that. But yeah. it, so it it almost makes you feel like it's an SUV, but it's not. No. It's definitely a car. But somebody's gonna call it one. Yeah, somebody will. I really like. I don't know. I have a problem with labeling, like inaccuracies, um, it, it, and to me that's just inaccurate. Okay, well, it's not an accurate description. Everybody, please. Leave Nicole alone and call your car what it is. It's a car. Yeah. It might have a hatch on it. That's fine. But it's a car. Like, do people call minivans SUVs now, too? Probably. Because they're a lot bigger than some of these things. I people hate minivans. And I'm not saying that I dislike your vehicle, but it's not an SUV. Okay. We're going to get a billboard, and you're going to be standing there. You are not driving an SUV. And you should, like, point. Like, Vanna yeah. White. Me point- no, me pointing my finger like a nasty old lady okay. that I am. All right, all right, done. You will see that billboard on 79 here soon. <laughs> Actually, throughout 79 all the way down south, because 79 goes the eastern. Part Might as well get on Route 66 and go across country, too. Yeah. All right, we're going to get that done. Yeah, the camels that go along that <laughs> route. Yeah, so um, if you can't tell, I get passionate. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> passionate about things that probably nobody else gets passionate about, but that's just me. Yeah. Speaking about passionate, maybe we should talk about our guest who is passionate about writing. What a great I was gonna say it, I was gonna say intro, but that was not I wanted I mean introducing I, her kind of well I wanted to say transition, but intro is what yeah. came out of my mouth and yeah, so okay, yeah. So that was a good transition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> so who's our guest? Lena Nazari. And why do we have her on the show? Because, well, we have her on the show because she wrote a book. Yes. Um, but she's also a mother, a nurse. She's into fitness, which we are too. Um, but her book is in the process of being published. She has a Kickstarter that we talk about at the end of the episode, so you can donate to it. Um, but her Kickstarter is expiring soon. She's getting her book published. It should be out like this summer, so make sure you pre-order it. It's called Bite Shift. Um, so we're really excited about this interview because I know a lot of people say they want to write a book, but you say you don't have time and blah, blah, blah. But she's definitely somebody who does a lot of stuff. And she figured you know, it out. She is, you know, she's a mom. She's actually a single mom. Um, she works. And and I forgot to say she's um, getting her doctorate, doctorate degree yep. right now. So, you know, she has a few things on her plate and she pounded out her book pretty quickly Mm -hmm. Um, and she's in the process of getting it, um, published and it's actually pretty cool because she wrote this book just because she couldn't find a book out there 
of what she wanted to read, so she just wrote it. Yeah, which is, I think, super cool. And I think that's always cool to find something, like, people who invent things because it didn't exist. So I think that's awesome that she did this. Yeah, so. like, you're like, oh, I wish this blanket had sleeves. <laughs> now you have a Snuggie. There you go. I hate Snuggies. I can get on a tangent about that, but that'll be a different <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> We're passionate women. <laughs> I'll save that for another episode. That's why we have a podcast. Yeah. We hate mislabeled things. <laughs> we hate Snuggies. Um, the list goes on. Yeah, it could. I mean, we could be here till next week, but we're not gonna keep your time. Yeah, unless oh, you yeah. want it, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> we, I want the Nicoles to go on tangents. Yeah, leave us a five star review on Apple saying that you want us to go on tangents. If yes, you do. please, please. But I think without further ado, let's roll that tape and uh, hear from Lena. Yes. All right, guys. So we've got our interview here with Lena. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. So why don't you just tell us about yourself, what you do, um, kind of why we brought you on, what you did. <laughs> um, and yeah, just give us some fun facts. Just shoot. Tell us who you are. So I'm Lena. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a mother of two teenage girls. And then, um, secondly, I am a nurse. I'm a nursing supervisor for a home care company. Um, third, I am a doctorate student working on my doctorate in nursing practice. And then fourth, I am a um, paranormal romance author who just finished her first book. That's exciting. Cool, That's cool. Pretty so, much who I am. Yeah. <laughs> so paranormal romance, what is that? Uh, so paranormal romance would be, so think back to like Harlequin romance novels, mm -hmm. but then throw in vampires, werewolves, witches, ghosts, fill in the blank. So it falls, it's a, a subgenre of fantasy. It's okay. a fantasy romance with paranormal aspects. Cool, cool. That's mm -hmm. cool. What got you into that? So do you like, like, I guess horror and romance sure. and you're just like I'm marrying this and making it <laughs> I know right so um I so I'll never forget I was six years old and I stayed up and I got to watch um Bella Lugosi's Dracula um and uh, that was my introduction to uh vampires for the whole genre and I've been in love ever since um always loved vampires but um also love a great ghost story love to be scared and um, so I spent all of my high school years, so imagine this is, I'm 40, so this would be, you know, mid to late 90s, um, just obsessed with horror, vampires in, in, um, in specific, uh, taught myself Romanian because I wanted to go to Romania one day, cool. then went to college and started studying theater and did um, live action role playing games when that was a really big thing where a bunch of us came together and, and pretended to be vampires. So it's always been something I love. But as I got older, I became a mom. Um, I became a nurse. That's sort of a very smaller part of me, but I've, it's never gone away. So when the pandemic hit, um, I had been doing some community theater as an outlet uh, for my acting side. And that between my um, school and the pan, that was all taken away. You couldn't do theater anymore. Mm -hmm. So a little part of me sort of died inside. 
And one day I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm watching a movie and I'm thinking, um, it was a vampire movie. It was True Blood, actually, the show. And I was thinking, what if I became a vampire? How would I even, how would I do that? Because they still have children and you have to keep them. And it all went from there. And I sat down and just started writing. And so over the course of just needing an outlet, um, I sort of wrote the vampire novel I always wish I had been able to read or had always yes. oh, That's cool. All those years of going, oh, I wish the vampires did this, and I wish this thing happened. I just sat down and wrote my own vampire story. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's what they say, like, if you're inventing, that's what you need to do. You find the hole in the market, mm-hmm. and you fill Correct. it. So yeah. that's what you did. Yeah. So good Correct. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And I also, um, I'll never forget, when I was a senior in high school, I was taking AP English, and the teacher um, let us all vote on the next book, and we all picked Jurassic Park. And I remember reading Jurassic Park, the first part of the book, the genetics are sound so real mm-hmm. that I was convinced we could make dinosaurs. As I grew older and became a nurse, I was actually able to talk to a human geneticist one day and crush to find out if it's not real, you can't do it. It's not real science at all. Mm-hmm. So when I sat down to write this vampire novel, one of the things I did being a nurse was try and sort of um, take that idea and, and, and apply it to vampirism with my own understanding of the human body and, and have a whole medical explanation from the side of a, a physician as to how vampirism could be real. So I wanted to channel that thing of like, wow, scientifically, it sounds like it could be real. Yeah, that's pretty cool because most aren't yeah. like that. It's very superficial. So you have like so. a sign. Or, yeah, a sinus. So you, so you have like a <laughs> Science. Well, maybe there's sinuses are acting up. Maybe Who knows? Are. So you, you have to read yeah. the book to see. So you have like a science background in the book, so it seems more realistic how this person became a vampire. And so yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So the so the premises um, when I was like reading the little synopsis, so you're basically it was on the night shift. She gets bit by the vampire. Yeah, so um, she's a nurse and she goes out on night shift. Because anyone who's worked night shift knows that your break is like two in the morning. Okay. So she goes outside to just eat and listen to some music and she's attacked. And she's left dying and um, somebody comes to her rescue and turns her into a vampire to save her from dying. But now she's a mom, she's a nurse, she's somebody's ex-wife. She still has to pay all her bills, but now she's, she's this supernatural creature. So it's her trying to figure out how is she going to pull this all off. And it's written from her perspective. I like to think there's some very funny parts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she is aided by somebody in the hospital who helps her uh, cook up some paperwork to get her on permanent night shift. Um, and in exchange, she has to offer up samples of blood here and there because he's trying to find the cure for vampirism. And that's where the science comes into it. That's cool. Yeah. So in your vision of being a vampire, do they look like Dracula? Like the whole Dracula look? Like the, what is he, thousands of years old? Or he's very, yeah. very old. Or like Twilight is yes. like more modern looking, yeah. I would say. Sure, yeah. So no sparkling, but um, <laughs> they look just like us. They do, um, um, some of them uh, do have to use some supernatural abilities to tone down aspects of themselves because... Um, once the, the turning happens that you die as a human and, and, and rise as a vampire, all your flaws are gone, all your grays are gone, 
you've regenerated. So you're going to have to hide that from people who know you, especially you're 40 years old. People are going to notice if you suddenly don't have wrinkles and sunspots. <laughs> well, so, I had um, work done. <laughs> so the girls, the girl vampires use makeup to tone down their skin. Um, the boys who have the ability will just use magic to tone themselves down so they don't look so beautiful. Um, but they do look just like us. Interesting. So maybe you're a vampire. Maybe I am. I would be the worst vampire, though. Like, I wouldn't be able to hide anything. I would no. probably tell everybody. Yes. I, I would be the worst. I would yeah. probably have panic attacks every day yeah. about it. Like, I can't do this. I know. I know. Um, but oh. this character is driven by, um, first and foremost, the desire to protect her kids. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want her kids to find out. She doesn't want to be tested on or taken away from her children or her children to be scared of her so that's her first and foremost priority is to make sure that this is kept secret so that they're protected cool cool yeah that's um that's an interesting dynamic because i know everything you know i think of like buffy the vampire slayer Mm -hmm. dracula things like that you don't see like a family dynamic or any other dynamic other than because I never watched Twilight uh, or read it, but you don't see any other dynamic than just you know vampire and like love story there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where my thought, my head was going that day as I was daydreaming was like, I mean, you still got to pay your mortgage. You still have to go to the, you know, you have to do mm-hmm. all these things if you're trying to keep up the appearance and keep yourself hidden. Um, so you still have to go to work, you know, you still have to do your taxes, you still have to do all that stuff. So the idea of somebody being a vampire living among us, amongst us and still having to like go to team meetings at work and, you know, go to the accountant and, uh, wash their clothes and things that we all never really thought about. Yeah, that's that's true because you don't think like mm-hmm. where do they live? You know, they're gonna have to even if a group of them got together, somebody would have to have a job to pay for where they're living. <laughs> sure. you know, they- right, exactly. So in this circumstance, she's very fortunate, and I happen to know this as a nurse is that she's friends with doctors and nurses, so she's able to get a doctor to um, sort of cook up a diagnosis for her that she's become allergic to the sun which now puts her protected at work. They have to give her night shift mm-hmm. um, or they are going to come across like they're not protecting somebody with a disability. Um, I, you know, she can board up her windows and nobody thinks twice. Nobody's going to invite her out during yeah. the day. Uh, businesses will have to stay open to help her because she now has this disability where she cannot be out in the sun. Luckily, we live in a world where you can have your groceries delivered. You can yeah. have your tie delivered. You can have everything delivered, but there's still things you have to go out to do. And so that's where she's able to use this diagnosis written up by the doctor to protect her from ever being pulled out into the sunlight. But it takes some, it takes things out of her life. Like she's not going to be able to go to her kids' plays anymore, Mm. see them at soccer games. So she's going to have to sort of figure that dynamic out as well. And she's going to have to really work with her ex-husband to make sure that the kids are covered and everything's okay and everybody's okay to keep this lifestyle going. Cool. So I don't want to ask too many questions about the book since we want people to buy yes. the book. Yes. Just <laughs> buy the book. Yes. yes. So I hear that you're in the stages of getting this published. Yes. Correct. So, um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to have you explain, like, because I know you're doing a Kickstarter and right. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So um, 
Uh, I have been an actress, um, God, 25 years now. So I'm used to rejection, which is good. Because <laughs> I've sent query letters to roughly, I don't know, 30 agents. Oh, 18 yeah. got back to me and said no. The rest just didn't say anything. Some people told me that I needed to trim it down. It was too long for my genre. Some people told me, like, romance is not really hot right now. People want nonfiction and stories of overcoming adversity. So just hold off and wait till it comes back. Um, so finally, I said, you know, I, I, why don't I just self-publish? I feel strong enough about it. I've had enough people read it and give me good feedback that maybe I'll just go with self-publishing. And so that's been a whole different thing you have to get. You have to hire somebody to edit it for you. You have to hire a publishing agency. Um, so I did uh, start a Kickstarter to try and raise some of the funds for that because the upfront is very expensive, as you can imagine. Um, but I feel so passionately about it that I thought, you know what? I I'm so determined. Maybe the classic way is not going to work out for me. So maybe I need to find another way. And so that's when I started looking into self-publishing. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is the link for your kids Kickstarter? Or maybe we could just put it on our thing. Yeah, you can say we it can, and we'll yeah. put it on our thing. Yeah. So the name of the book is Bite Shift instead of Night Shift. B-I-T-E, Bite Shift. So if you go to Kickstarter and just type in Bite Shift, I'm the only one. So you'll be able to find it. Yeah. Hey, so um, you never know what people put out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyone who wants to can go to my website. That's Lena Nazari, which is L-E-N-A-N-A-Z-A-R-E-I.com. All of my links are on there. You can click on, you can find my social media, my Kickstarter. You can get parts of the book to read. Awesome. Um, you can get updates on things that are happening. I just signed with a publisher. Awesome. Uh, the editor has started working on the content. So I've been updating people on all of that. And uh, you'll get to know as things happen. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. How far along are you in that process? So the Kickstarter is actually going to end February 18th. Nice. But in the that's meantime, cool. you know, time is, is of the essence at this point. So um, I did uh, start working with an editor who, funny enough, was one of the agents who told me no a year ago. Oh, hey, you, you <laughs> yeah. never know. Yeah. And now she's gone freelance. So the joy of that, not only I believe very much in like, Things happen for a reason, and the fact that she came back into my path is interesting. Um, but she knows what's marketable. She yeah. knows what mm -hmm. sells. She's somebody who's not my friend, so she'll tell me, like, we need to change this, and we need to really build this up. She's talking about possibly splitting it into two books because it's um, currently 477 pages. Gotcha. A bit long for a fantasy genre, but, but hey, I mean, how big were those Twilight books. How those, big were those Harry Potter? Yeah, those were yeah. thick books. Yes, thick. Right. So, but you have to build the fan base to get mm -hmm. them to start reading thousand-page books like Stephen King. Mm -hmm. So um, you mm -hmm. might even split it into two. I'm currently working on the sequel, That's so exciting. she'll help me develop that and decide if maybe stuff comes out of the first one and goes into the sequel instead to trim mm -hmm. it down. So she is gonna. That should be done about the first week of March. At which awesome. point in time, then the publisher takes over. And then, so working on a sequel, do you plan to have multiple books in this? Kind of, yeah. That's... Yeah, I plan for it to be a series. So the second one is going to pick up right where the first one left off. Because the first one is so much exposition. You mm -hmm. have to meet all the characters. So the second one, you really get to take off running and see how is she adapted and how does she have to continue to adapt. 
Um, in the future, I actually want to write books that tell the backstory of some of the major players that mm -hmm. lead them up to the moment we meet them in the first book to understand what their um, backstory is and what their motivations are. And of course, there's a love interest and everybody wants to know what his backstory <laughs> is. Yeah. So I have a lot of books planned out. Yeah. That's exciting. That is cool. You hear so many people that say they want to write a book, and I've always said that too. How long did it take you to just sit down and, like, how many hours do you think you put into sitting down and actually just your first write, not including all this editing and reaching out, but just writing? Just writing the book. So mm -hmm. I feel really bad because what I'm about to say is not the norm. Okay. But I wrote my entire book in about 10 weeks. So it could um, be done in yeah. a decent amount of time. I can because I was on a break mm -hmm. it was um time I just had time there we couldn't really go anywhere or do anything so I would come home and I would just keep going with the story um I would spend whole Saturdays doing it mm -hmm. because I was so excited at this point to just keep telling that story um now with the second book behind me is actually a huge cork that has all my points I want to happen and different characters. I have mm -hmm. pictures of how I picture them in my brain. So that one's a little more thought out. The first one, literally, it just flowed out of me. I was even writing going, oh, that's really cool that that happened as it was coming out. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So I that's think awesome. once you get that group, you can really, you can really pump out a story. Do you, now a lot of people like to see their favorite books turned into TV series mm -hmm. and to turn into movies. Is that like a, goal for you to see happen with these yeah, is, uh, uh, so I'll, i'm gonna let you in on something i don't tell a lot of people okay so behind me you'll see there's a whiteboard on the wall uh -huh. and on that whiteboard i wrote my dreams so i can read them over and over and over again and on it it says i'm so sorry if you can hear the puppy crying in the background oh. <laughs> it's okay um, uh it says bite shift is published and sells a million copies I'm debt-free, and I get to write for a living. And we live by the beach. There's a movie version of the book, and I get to be in the movie. Oh, so that's, my, that's so cool. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to play the nurse, or do you want to oh. play a more secondary, tertiary character? Um, I will tell you that the nurse is me. Uh, it is my fantasy version of me, my mm -hmm. fantasy version of how my life would play out one day um so I think it'd be very hard to watch somebody else play it yes. however you have to trust um people when they cast and you have to trust the chemistry um because that's so important so you have to trust people I would however I think if they ever came to me and said we'd like to buy the rights they would you have to write me and you gotta give me a part I yeah. don't care yeah. or I don't care you know Whoever, I have to be in the movie just because it would be so fun. But I wouldn't say, like, I want the lead. I might, though, however, say, let me audition for it. Yeah. Yes. Because like, you do see, like, writers are, like, um, all the Marvel movies. Like, he was... Um, Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. I was going to call him Stephen. Yeah, like, well, they'll have yeah. somebody, like, you could just be pushing a broom and just looking at the camera in the back, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, and Night Shyamalan does that. They mm -hmm. all cameo in their own movies. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so cool. Because, I mean, and I think a lot of us, well, sometimes if you're a writer, you're not by trade an actress. It is kind of different to, to do both. Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of times those people just don't have it. But, I mean, you might be too busy and you're like, you know what? I just want to see my face in this movie. 
that's all I'm gonna yeah. yeah. I'm just doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I think of though is um Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. You know, they wrote Goodwill Hunting. Yes. They wrote themselves into a movie and wrote themselves into fame. So and they started there's always the thought of like, oh, I could write a movie and then be in the movie and then that could be it. You know? Yeah. yeah. That was such a good movie too. Yeah. So cool. Oh, so, so cool. Good. I love that. Okay. So how do you balance, because you're not just a writer. You're not, you're not just a writer and a nurse either. You're a rice, a rice, you're a grain of rice. <laughs> you're a writer, you're a nurse, you're a student um, and a mother. And then you're into fitness too, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So you do, yeah. a, you do one or two things during the day. Yeah. <laughs> is it, uh, is that hard balancing all that? Or you're just like, you know what, I'm doing it because I want to. You exactly. Yeah. It, uh, I think the question I get the most often is, how do you do it all? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always, because I don't have a choice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. I, work. I can't not be a mom. Their dad lives in a different state, so mm-hmm. it's not like I can just drop them off. You know, so I have to take care of them. It is a pandemic. I cannot change that. It makes me very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, the point of the doctorate is to be able to teach at a university so my girls go to school for free. So I'm so close to that. Why give up on that now? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the exercise is for one for my health, but also for stress relief. Yes. So I don't want to give that up. Uh, And then the writing really is my outlet. It's, It's the thing that lets me be artistic and creative. And anybody who is artistic and creative will tell you, if you don't get to do that, a little part of you really does die. Mm -hmm. You you start to die inside and you start to just be going through the motions and not really have passion for anything. So if you don't find time for that, um, it's, it's not a life worth living. It's not a good quality of life. So what I do is I think I have a read. This book has everything down to the hour. So I will write in like this morning I got up, I went, did hot yoga. I hit the grocery store. I showered. I got something to eat. It was all written out last night. So I'll set aside an hour to work on the book or I'll set aside an hour to um, get on social media and promote my Kickstarter or I'll set aside, you know, um, whatever. And so that's the only way to get it all done. Mm-hmm. That being said, you have to be ready to let it all go at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anything can happen. A kid walks up to you and says, I don't feel so good. And it's all down the toilet. Yeah. So make the plans, try to stick with the plan, but be fine if it all falls apart. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. That's, that's very awesome. smart. That's awesome that you do that. That's very motivating for me. I should do that. I, know. I try. Yeah. I'm a little looser with that. I do write a lot of things on schedule stuff. I'm a little bit looser though. I don't have kids. I feel like having kids though was, that's a pretty, you can't just say, Hey, you know what? Go. Go take care of yourself. You can't. Yeah. That's frowned upon. Yeah. Um, but that, because that is, that's a, its yeah. own commitment. But yeah. um, I do like schedule my workouts and all that stuff. So, yeah. and then work, obviously I have to be there when I have to be there. You know, I can't. It's also frowned upon to miss that. Yeah. You can't just miss work. Yeah. Somebody's going to wonder where you're at. Yes. So, you know. Yeah. But that is, that's really smart. That's how you get stuff done. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the upside to kids in this circumstance, first off, my daughters are 13 and 15. Mm-hmm. So I can tell them like, yeah. go feed yourself and wash yourself and go to bed. But no matter how old they are, there's still days where they're like, hang out with me, talk to me. Yes. I'm bored. Do something. I miss you. 
So you have to be ready for that. But um, the upside to the girls is that I know they're watching. So it motivates me to stick to things and not quit. And I will tell you the only reason I didn't quit on this book is because they were watching. So as passionate as I felt, there were moments where I was so discouraged mm -hmm. that I was like, this is so, I'm like, this is a pipe dream. I need to put this in a drawer and forget about it. Um, but knowing that they were watching, I really wanted that moment of having that book show up and putting it on the bookshelf and saying, that's my book. So that I could tell the girls, sometimes you're going to have all these plans and everything's going to fall apart. You're going to have all these obstacles. So you have to take a step back and say, well, what's a different way I can do it then instead of just giving up. Yeah. So that's the kids are beneficial because they, you know, they're watching you. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's awesome just to be their role model too, yes. which is so awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they think I'm ridiculous because <laughs> they make fun of me all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, we're liking vampires and um, they think I'm completely ridiculous. They think my room looks like a teenager's room. However, um, they know that in this house, you get to be whoever you are, no matter how weird it is, and we're all okay with that. And I do think that secretly they're very proud. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they are. Especially, like, I mean, who, who a better role model than, you know, your parents or somebody close in your family to see somebody doing all this? And, and honestly, as somebody, I've had my bachelor's degree traditionally, but you think of how hard it is to go back to school, mm -hmm. especially in older age, because I swear your brain starts pickling immediately. And it's just harder and harder and harder to do these things the older you get. So, like, to look at your mother and say, well, you know, my mom went back to school or, you know, my mom went and wrote this book. These aren't easy things. And that just, you know, shows them, like, well, I can, why can't I do it? You know, my mom did it. Yeah. Because, exactly. and this isn't anything against you, but, you know, who are you? Well, you're their mother and you're showing them they can do anything they, they set their mind to and decide they're going to do, which right. is awesome. And, and like you said, I'm not extraordinary. I'm just a normal person. Um, so for them to then come to me, let's say, like, my oldest wants to be a, a orthopedic surgeon. So for her to come to me in a few years and be like, this is too hard, I want to quit, I can say, no, 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 no. You need to take a step back, and if you really want this, then just come up with a different way to do it. Because how can I tell them that if I've shown them time and time again that I quit? Yeah. And that quit is easy. So at least now I can go to them and say, well, if this is something you really want, even if it gets hard, you have to tough it out and, and find a different way and remind yourself of why you're doing it all. So at least now they can look back and say, you know, because they don't know. Teenagers, they don't know anything outside of themselves in the next mm -hmm. 10 minutes. So they don't understand. But I do think in the future they're going to look back and say, like, oh my God, how did she do that? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so yeah. awesome. I agree. I agree. I, agree. I think agree. we should play our game. Oh, yes. We like to play games. Oh, okay. So basically, it's like a would you rather type thing. So yes. we're going to read you some questions and you have to pick. So okay. some fun for you. Yes. All right. Let me have a sip here. So, <laughs> yeah, you might for this one. <laughs> this first one's a little, it's just right in there. All right. So would you rather... Everyone talks to you like you're a two-year-old, or Poe from the Teletubbies is a pimp and you're his bottom bitch. Clearly the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Those Teletubbies, nightmares. 
Yeah. They were like the creepiest. Very creepy. And how is that a children's show? It's so weird. Remember falling asleep. This happened with the Wiggles as well. Oh, the Wiggles. Falling asleep so on the couch, and I must have been hearing and also sleeping. Um, and I had this nightmare, and, and <laughs> that, that little that tink <laughs> Oh, that's a horror story for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get that one going. All the horror I've watched in my life is Teletubbies. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Crazy. Would you rather? Have the cure for cancer, but if you tell anyone, your family will be eaten alive by carpenter ants. Or your left hand hates you and randomly tries to kill you. <laughs> I would, um, I think I'd have to go with the second one. Yeah, I don't want to bother my family. I'd rather something come after yeah, me. I don't want to bite the hand. Just chop your hand off. Yeah, because more people would benefit having the cure for cancer. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, need a left just hand. Just a belt to your forearm and just chop that thing off. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather uh, there are swarms of spiders living in your house or declare yourself as a sex offender to everyone you meet? Oh, God. <laughs> Both bad. Wow. I think I would... I think I would. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather tell people I'm a sex offender. I really would. <laughs> yeah. See, no, I, that's bad. I would. I would agree though, because spiders. Well, a, I'm allergic, and b, they're disgusting animals. I mean, yeah. I think I'd get used to the spiders. At least with the sex offender thing, they could be like, "Well, what did you do?" And I could just be like, "Yeah, you don't need to worry about it." Or if yeah. you peed in public, you could be a sex right. offender. True. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. 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 Like, well, yeah. I just have uncontrollable peeing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that wouldn't be that bad. Uh, would you rather... Okay, this is a weird one. Everyone you ever have sex with automatically switch teams. <laughs> or you're a genius, but you're also a goose. <laughs> Interesting. So um, my first time in school, I actually went to musical theater college. Okay. So I have... Experience with boyfriends then switching teams. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know this theater, person. my yeah. friends. Well, I'm gonna go with the first one. Okay. Yeah, That's I feel good. like that wouldn't be the end of the world. No, I wouldn't want to be Could a goose. friends. Yeah. Yeah, they say geese are mean yeah. and violent. Have you ever seen videos uh, of geese attacking uh, people? Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, goose. Crazy, crazy. You're a ghost. Silly ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're really happy you came on. We're yeah. excited for your book. And it sounds like it won't be, you know, it's not going to be years until it comes out. It's going to be fairly soon, uh -huh. I feel like. Well, if I keep on the path I'm on, then this summer it'll be printed oh, wow. in the bookshelves, which is surreal and also so exciting. Yeah. Yes, that is awesome. Poolside book read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty yes. really good because yeah. summer is just a couple months away. And I've heard the best thing you could do is pre-order the book. That's the best purchasing option. Oh, nice. So for store placement or, yeah. well, it would be more like online placement yeah. because people shop right. online instead of in stores. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pre-order the book. We sure are. <laughs> yeah. So one last shout out. What's the name of the book? Bite Shift. Yes, Bite Shift. And your website one more time. We'll put it on our social media, but just one more time. Tell our people. 
It's lenanazari.com, my name, which is L-E-N-A-N-A-Z-A-R-E-I. Um, and you get to know all about me. All, I'm all over the website. You can send me emails. And um, anybody who's back to the Kickstarter actually gets a shout out on the website. And um, you get to find my appearances on there. I have links to my appearances. Uh, and also you get to read a couple chapters of the book. Yes, yeah. So anybody that's into vampires, nursing, hospitals, allergies, look <laughs> it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining yeah, us. Thank it was you really so great much for having coming. you on. Thank yeah. you. This is so much fun. Thank yes. you. Yes, yes. We loved having you on. Thanks. See you soon. Well, best of luck to you guys, and um, I will talk to you later. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. guys thanks for listening to our little interview there with lena nazari and make sure you pre-order her book bite shift when it comes out which should be like this summer ish yes and her kickstarter ends in a couple days so um contribute yeah definitely contribute and you can find her all her information on the book again at www.lenanazari.com i'll spell it l e n a n a z a r e i dot com, and too bad that you aren't watching me dancing right now. Yeah, and I I don't know why I sang that like it was like the ABCs. Well, that's why I was because you wanted yeah. me to dance. <laughs> I did want you to dance. Yeah, that's true. so that was great. Yeah, she also is on TikTok too. I don't know yeah. if she mentioned that. Um, but you can find her at All Nurse all the time at TikTok. So yeah, check her out. But if you listen to the interview, she's not a nurse all the time. She's not. She's, she's a, a vampire. Yeah, she's a vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But she's also an author. I was going to say a writer and an author at the same time. But she's an author. She's a mom. She does a lot of fitness stuff. So yeah, she's pr- pretty cool. Pretty awesome lady. Yeah. So thanks, Lena, for chatting with these two crazy old goats. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you check out her book and uh, yeah, help her out on our Kickstarter. Yeah, because we can't wait to read it. Yes. And you can actually read a little bit on the website, too, if yeah. you... um. If you just are too impatient to wait to buy it. So um, go do that. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. And we will see you next week. And make sure you, I almost forgot to mention this. Make sure you give us five stars on Apple, five stars on Podchaser, and follow us, two Nicole's One Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and then two Nick One Podcasts on Twitter. And if you don't, we will be mailing you a potato. I'm pretty sure we've said that again. You know, I think the potato's not threatening enough. We might have we don't want to have to get a lawyer involved. <laughs> well, I was thinking Liz of mailing other things. No, oh, okay. Yeah, not just potatoes. What's a more threatening vegetable? Uh, threatening vegetable. Oh, yeah. heavens to Betsy. Um, no, we should just start selling jackfruit. Like, I'm going to jack you up. Yeah. Jackfruit. Yeah. True. Yeah, we should probably ask Liz. Liz, is that legal? Please text us now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)